You're listening to Your League Podcast, episode 11. Let's roll! On this episode, we are joined by the much-anticipated guest, Jared Turbin, and Aaron and I talk about a lot of stuff. We'll just get to it. It's another episode. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to apologize or say you're welcome. So let's do it. Talk about uh, whose team looked good this week. Well, <laughs> we have <laughs> – uh, I wonder where you're trying to, to get at. But, um, you know, we got we had two, two standouts teams this week. Yours is definitely one of them. And, uh, you know, we had uh, we had Fiala. both uh, had solid weeks this week. Um, you know, I think that – uh, you know, your, your week is, you know, uh, an even balance. Um, this, and Fiala's week was really due to one, um, one, it's not really a player. I guess it's a defense that really kind of blew up. I think this is really similar to the comments I had last week about the, the two teams, which is uh, Grant and Weitzman. As you remember, I said, uh, you know, Weitzman's team seemed to be evenly balanced and Grant's just kind of had a one-off week. I think that's, Similar, um, looking at Fiala's team, you know, he got 42 points from um, from the Patriots defense. That's clearly not going to happen week in, week out. But that being said, probably so that, it's probably going to happen again this weekend against the Jets. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Like, the Jets always, like, play New England tough. Like, no matter who they have on their team, the yeah, Jets the, always play them, them tough. So The Dolphins have won five out of six against the Patriots in Miami the last six years or whatever. Man, how'd that go? I mean, you can't. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got they've got their third string third string starter going like. Yeah. Right. You, you want to make a bet that they score over under forty two points on the on the defense this week? Okay, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to put up another. I'm not telling you they're going to put up another forty two, but they're going to probably be the top three defense scores. All right. Well, how many points though? That's that's the biggest thing because that's what we're talking about is that the I'm, points carry the team. It so, doesn't matter how many points they're going to be top three. So that's going to in whatever the market is. You can have one of the best. Top, but top three doesn't top three of all defenses. If it's a if it's a bad week, could be eleven points. You know, like there's a there's a big scale there. And, so and it's still it's still going to give him an advantage because he's going to have one of the top three scores. Fair enough, but I'll tell you this. My, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say they're going to get eighteen points on defense. I don't think it's going to be more than that. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near a a big discrepancy like it was this week. And you know. That's gonna, you know, he's not gonna put up nearly as many points because, you know, he got pretty solid weeks from a lot of other people. You take away 30 points, and we're looking at a 140 point week, which is probably right about where teams should be scoring points week in and week All right. out. All right, now tell me how good I am. <laughs> Talk about me. Talk about <laughs> me. Uh, let's see. Let me bring up your your team so I can get some real time analysis here. So, uh, I mean, you're. Your team, uh, it's really three players that uh, that stand out that give you that are really producing for you right now, and that's with some of your superstars that are not. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, and Chris Godwin are way outproducing their their draft value right now. So that's and that's good for you because you have Kittle who is not returning the value. I mean, you you kept him, but you know Kittle is not producing like he was last year, and that could happen at any moment. And Devontae Adams is, is being solid, but he's not the superstar that we saw last year. 
if those people start to pick it up, I mean, you're looking at a pretty solid, consistent team. So it's, uh, you know, your your team's looking looking pretty solid. I mean, Dalvin Cook is looking like a, a steal at his uh, draft position because, like, they are determined to run, run and run some more, which is not good news for me because I got Kirk Cousins. But And then Lamar Jackson is uh, – I'll, I'll cop to it. I, I thought – I didn't think he could throw the football. I did not think he could throw the football at all. Uh, but, you know – He's been able to, but, you know, that being said, it's been against two lackluster defenses, um, and there's another lackluster defense this week, so that's awesome. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let the good times roll against the, against the Chiefs. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then Godwin is, is, um, lives, has lived up to all the hype that everyone has praised upon him mm-hmm. during the whole offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of mentioned this to you before we, we started recording, uh, how – um, fantasy's always one week you're real real high and then you lay an egg and then your, your team's back again and the way my team's playing right now I had enough guys to put up big numbers last week and, and, I, and a couple of my studs didn't so I'm hoping this week uh, you know a guy like Adams and Kittle uh, can put up big numbers for me I think Lamar Jackson at this point will do it again um, and, and back trickle back to Cook uh, the reason why his uh, draft value or where he was going in the draft was because of his injury. And that can go, I mean, that can happen in a second and I can lose all because when he was a rookie, he looked just as good um, as he is now. Uh, and then it all ended with that one cut and blew out his ACL. So um, you know, I hope he, he, as long as he stays healthy, I, I knew going into the season that as soon as they fired their offensive coordinator, because they passed the ball too much that and brought in QB act that cook was going to be um, the, the, the thing that makes this thing go. So, um, yeah, I hope he keeps it going, and uh, I just hope I just hope to stay consistent. Um, I, I, I didn't get the victory point week one. Um, I still put up a respectable 126. Um, it was a really high-scoring week. Um, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me, um, not getting that one victory point. But um, my, got to build a team with guys that are going to be consistent and guys that can blow up. So hopefully I got enough of each of those. Um, what about some guys that um, – are trending down uh, big time. We know we talked about uh, Acosta's team. Um, he was preseason, looked like uh, the team to beat, and the team is, is just kind of uh, crumbling in front of our eyes. Uh, yeah, Co- yeah, Costa, yeah, Costa right now is just dying a very slow, painful death with his team, unfortunately, just because, you know, um, big money in Amendola and throws up a, a goose egg, which is what, is what Amendola has done his whole career. He has good games. He has no games. That's that's what it is. You know, the Drew Brees injury is going to really hurt Kamara's uh, value because um, whoever they decide to throw in at quarterback, whether it's Bridgewater or Hill, they're not going to respect his, his, their arm as much. And that's where Kamara was able to make some big-time runs because they had to play back. And it's going to be a lot of Dinkin and Duncan and – Kamara can still break free, but it's not going to be as good. Um, and, uh, you know, Robert Woods, I, I'm a big fan of Robert Woods, so I think he just had a down week that week. But Jared Cook's not panning out um, like we thought he would. So, I don't know. I think I think, I think uh, Costa likes to rely on, like, picking up Amendola and starting them. And you can't chase those points that happened in the week before. You get yeah. yourself put your hand in the cookie jar and you caught. Um, you got to, like I said, uh, you want guys that are going to be consistent and the waiver wire guys are, are the long-term plays that um, 
maybe you need to, you start them when you have a bye week and you know that you hope that they go off. But you can't pick up a guy off a guy that wasn't drafted, goes off week one, and then plug them in and hoping that you're going to reproduce that. Um, that's 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 a recipe for disaster. Oh um, yeah, uh, Hawkinson. <clears throat> so. Yeah, we talked mm-hmm. about that last week about the big money. We'll, we'll get to who got spent big money this week in the waiver wire. Um, Hawkinson, Josh, uh, not, um, who went in all in them? Rossett. Oh, yeah, Rossett um, came back and bit him. Uh, I don't think it was the reason why he lost this week. Um, maybe I'm trying to see who he said. I guess he didn't not luckily didn't have. Didn't start Alshon, who got hurt, and did a goose egg. But um, he, I mean, uh, Rasa ran into a buzzsaw. You know what can I say? He uh, ran, ran into ran into a buzzsaw. You know, I I came to play. I came to play. I'm looking at your team. All right, your Julio and your Kelsey went off. You had the guys that put up your decent numbers. You're gonna you're you're gonna struggle at quarterback um, moving forward, but. Not anymore, because I made a huge pickup. Um, we'll get we'll get to that, and I'll give you my opinion on that soon. Um, any other teams? Uh, you no, we got go we, we got to we got to circle back to the what we thought was the matchup of the week that ended up being oh, yeah. a, being a dud. The dud of the week Huge for fact. sure. It's like sure. watching it was like watching the Bears and Packers all over again. It's like who's gonna win this terrible matchup that Dinkin and Duncan back and forth. <laughs> Um, I got a text from Steve at the end of the game on Sunday night saying he wished Joey would have lost by point two points just because he would picture how frustrated he would have been. Um, <laughs> we all know we all know he would have been slapping some couch really hard if he lost, but he pulled out the victory, um, and uh, he shouldn't he shouldn't be too worried. Um, I mean, just looking at his bench, like it's not like it's not like he had to start these guys. He made some decisions, and these guys that went off, they had mediocre games like uh it's not that bad to have these studs that can't have big games that only give you 10 to 15 points because like that's how my roster is set up you know i had three four guys go off everyone else gave me double digits um he just didn't have enough guys hit. yeah but i think i think there's a little bit more pause on it i'm 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 not as excited about his team this week as i was last week for a couple reasons uh uh one i mean Devontae freeman is not the Devontae freeman that we saw years ago, you know, he's just, he's not getting all the work. He's probably not even gonna get the goal line work if they ever try to run the ball within the, within the red zone. So he's not going to put up the numbers. Uh, Jacobs uh, seems to be great when the Oakland, when the Raiders are winning, but when they're playing from behind, they're taking him off the field and putting in Richard and Washington. So, um, you know, I, 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 Oakland look, look good week one. Uh, I, I, I'm not sold on Oakland being a, a, a team that's going to be playing from ahead a lot, so, and that's also tied with Derek Carr. Uh, but that being said, he's got Kyler Murray and, and Philip Rivers that are both consistent. I mean, Kyler Murray's looking like a, a stud as well. That was against the Baltimore defense, and he played well. So, and his receivers are good. You know, Michael Thomas is going to take a hit, so he's not going to have the huge games like he had, but he's still the number one receiver in New Orleans, and they're going to feed him the ball because that's all they can do is throw to him and try to run the ball right now. So, but uh, Mark Andrews is a big pickup. So he's still a solid team. It's just that I am not as, as, you know, excited about it as I was the, the week before. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about Grant's team. Uh, I think we hit it on it last week and it kind of proved to be so that he wasn't going to have field to rely on the big, the big plays, the big, the big scores. I, I, I look at his wide receiver Edelman is, is, one of way too many miles to feed in New England. Uh, Joe Mixon has been pretty awful. 
as it looks like the Bengals are just going to throw the ball and try to play catch up because their defense is so bad. Um, so it, it, he's going to have, have some work cut out for him uh, to to compete in that division. Uh, he is a contender in that division. He's got a shot, um, but he's got his work cut out for him. Um, he's got, like I said, he's got some pieces. He's got to see if he uh, maintains his team as the season wears on and bye weeks come up and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, that was a, a dud for the game of the week. Um, and we'll talk about this this week's game of the week um, a little a little bit later. But let's let's talk about the waiver wire and uh, what, uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, the big money that was shelled out today? Um, that might go down as the biggest waste of money I've ever ever seen. <laughs> yeah. talk, talk about talk about chasing points from last week. Uh, yeah, he, I mean he, he did look he did look pretty damn good um, he, last week, uh, but I mean. I get I, he was Robinson was gonna be picked up like any chief honestly any Kansas City chief player on the offensive side of the ball should get picked up because I mean you never know I mean if you have to choose between a chief offensive player and a non-chief offensive player in like your flex spot I go with the chief player because they're gonna throw the ball they're gonna get points all that kind of stuff that being said you know Demarcus Robinson is not the number one receiver. Um, and the ball gets spread around, and Sammy Watkins did great week one, and then he did mediocre week two. Like, this, this, this is beyond chasing points, and a point that you had made on uh, text right before, like, Tyreek Hill is going to come back, and Demarcus Robinson is going to be not, worth not even going to be on the field. He's not even going to be yeah. on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Hill's not out for the year. Steve did say that was probably the only time he will um, – probably put in a, a bid. Um, he's not that active when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the blind bid system. But when your team is good, it, you, 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 like Jeff came off a pretty good week. He's threw a lot of money in. But it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. And yep. these guys are, aren't yep. going to be able I mean, to. There's going to be injuries cut down the line, bye weeks, and players are going to be thrusted into roles, and they're not going to have money to bid on them. But, um Hopefully he gets some type of return. Um, I don't know if he's even start him this week or what, but um, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I know you last week you looked at um, other people that bid on him. Do you have any prices that were um, thrown out for him? Uh, uh, let's bring it up right now. Let's bring it up. All right. While you look at that, I'm going to talk about the next highest player, uh, Raheem Morster. Uh, Costa picked him up. I, I don't know if that's a panic move. It's another situation where um, you only got it's like a rental because when Coleman does come back in a few weeks, Moisture's going to get only a few few touches a game. Um, he did look great. I mean, the 49ers run game, everybody looked great. I got a little piece of that. Um, my guy didn't find the end zone, but he had like a eight yards per carry. And um, the only guy didn't find the end zone. It seemed like yeah. Um, 49ers, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, they should be pretty interesting. Um, $49 was a lot for him. Um, but, yeah, as Costa's team is reeling. Um, he did pick up – I mean, that's a good – you can start him the next couple of weeks. Oh, actually, they have a bye week week four. But, um, yeah, he uh, he spent quite a bit on him. Um, after that, the next highest player was Nelson Aguilar, who I bid on. I definitely wasn't going to spend that much on him. He would have been, you know uh, – someone that I wouldn't be starting. That's another thing where you're spending all this money on him. Are you going to be starting him? Is he going to be someone that's on your bench or someone you're going to put in your starting lineup? Um, Aguilar, I, I I think he's going to be have a good opportunity to get a bunch of targets in, in Philly with the, all the injuries they have. 
Um, but I don't know if I'd start him over my, my, my two wide receivers, and I'm not going to spend my money at this point on players that are going to be sitting on my bench. Just to um, interject, uh, to, yeah, to Marcus Robinson, uh, someone actually had put up $59. That's the next highest <laughs> for him. And then uh, I think someone else put out like 29 for him, I think. That was really so – that's, uh, that's, uh, uh, A lot of people bidding on that nine. So if you really yeah. know someone, maybe maybe round up to the 30 or 50 or 60. Or um, and then any other players that got picked up uh, that uh, you want to talk about? Uh, I, you know, I think in general, you know, the quarterbacks that were, were picked up, you know, were, you know, with this two quarterback league happening, uh, quarterbacks are scarce and, um, I, I'm learning that I learned that the hard way. I only drafted two and neither have been really superstars. So I thought it was important to try to get one of them this week. So, um, I'm, I'm happy with getting Mason Rudolph. I think he filled in nicely. He's got, I think of all the quarterbacks uh, that were available to be picked up, he has the best supporting cast and the best system to walk into. Is he going to produce? I don't know. But you know what? There's not much else to choose from. Um, my number two would have been Daniel Jones, um, and uh, Bassinger picked him up. I thought that was a good move. Uh, he looked great in the preseason. I don't think his, his receiving core is terrible, but he's got Saquon, so he might be able to uh, produce some numbers. Um, and then as we're talking, um, KGK, KJK picks up dead Teddy Bridgewater, which I thought someone would bid on, but nobody did. So um, all these filling quarterbacks are being scooped up. So what are your thoughts on, on the quarterback? Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I was interested in Jones, and I go back to my theory. Of I wasn't going to start him. I didn't want to spend too much money on him. So um, I, couldn't, I didn't bid, bid on, uh, on him. Uh, I, I think he is – so you, we kind of know what Mason Rudolph is a little bit more than, than we do Jones because um, he wasn't – he doesn't have that high draft stock. Um, wasn't drafted in the first round. Um, he played a few, few – he played last game. We saw what he could do. Um, I know it's kind of getting pushed into it, but I feel like we have a kind of a sense of who he is. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I, I thought about bidding on him, and I could have gotten him because no one bid on him, and, and Chubb got him after uh, the first come, first serve. Um, but all this talk, they don't even—they didn't even call him a starter. Like, who knows who was going to start with Hill and stuff? And um, again, I wasn't going to start him, so I didn't want to like commit to him. Um, as I say this, um, I did pick up Darwin Thompson, um, and I kind of going against what I'm saying by spending—that's not thirteen dollars a lot. Um, but I got him. I, I drafted him at one. I believe him in the beginning of the year, and with his injuries, I think he might have a chance now. I didn't want to kind of lose that, uh, you know, drafting him for $1 thing. And Josh did the same thing. He drafted Daniel Jones, and I think that's my been why he reached for him. And just that um, believing in the guy when you draft him, dropping him, and then seeing that he's going to have this opportunity again, going and spending a couple more extra dollars on him. Um, but I think Daniel Jones is a, a, a guy that we don't know what about. Uh, apparently at Duke, he ran the ball really well, and that could be – and that just makes defenses hard to figure him out if he can – you know, escape the pocket and then run for the next couple yards. That's going to keep him on the field. It's keep the offense moving. Um, it's going to keep the defense honest. Um, it's something that maybe he's – the defense needs to catch up to him and not uh, the other way around. Um, so he – I feel like he is an unknown that could could hit, could return, um, and could be someone that is startable. Um, but he is not in the best situation being in New York. But I, you can see that narrative of him being, you know, becoming a fantasy-relevant player. 
Um, no one really giving him a shot and made fun of him because they got drafted and they took him over, you know, whoever. But um, I did like him. Uh, and I also wanted to comment on Daniel's move. I, I'm starting to think Daniel has no clue about any players, uh, young players. He just picks up old guys that were on his team at one point um, and doesn't bother to look in anywhere else because he went from old man Vernon Davis to old man Jason Witten. I actually like it. I think Witten is going to be consistent. He's, he'll, he'll catch a bunch of passes. He'll find the end zone. Um, but uh, I just thought that was funny. And I, I think he might have mentioned that he's always going towards uh, – you know, these guys that he knows and, and his, his familiar. But, uh, yeah, that's my two cents on that. So if you were to rank the quarterbacks that were available this week, what would your have for, what was your, what would your order have been? You have Rudolph, you have yeah. Jones, you have, you have Bridgewater, you have Payson Hill. What, what, what's your, what was your order? What would your order have been? Probably Jones, Rudolph, and then Saints. Quarterbacks. I don't know what this is. I think just Jones. Jones has a higher ceiling than Rudolph. I think I, we know what Rudolph is, um, and I think Jones. I think this is unknown. Like uh, he could come in and surprise everybody. And yeah. I think we already know. I think we already know what Rudolph is. You know, you're, you know, what you're getting with him. Um, he is in a good offense, but he's not. Maybe it's a good offense because Big Ben's so good. Who knows? Uh, but we, we, I feel like there's a little bit of a an element of, to Jones that he could hit. He has a higher, maybe higher ceiling than Rudolph. Yeah, I, I agree. I honestly, I, if you look at my previously processed waivers, I put the same amount on both Rudolph and Jones. And I didn't expect to get Rudolph for $21. I thought someone was going to pay more money to pick, uh, pick him up, honestly, because I feel like other people were having quarterback questions with the multiple of injuries that occurred. Um, and I fully was prepared to get Jones, but I was going back and forth about who to who to rank first. But for me, it came down to supporting cast, and yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's 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 how I went about it at least. So we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I'm not looking at it. who are your who are your quarterbacks. Uh, Goff and Cousins. Oh yeah, <clears throat> shit and Turbs. Okay. Um, and then there was only a couple moves. You already mentioned Turbs um, move uh, pick up. Uh, Bridgewater. I wanted to replace my um, Crowder that I took once once Donald got mono. Um, I tried getting Aguilar. I got outbid by. And then as as I was looking at wide receivers, I noticed that my tight end is on bye week four, and I took picked up Disley, who is playing the Cardinals, who gave up a monster game to Hawkinson and a monster game to Andrews. So I'm hoping to patch up my bye week for my tight end with Disley. Damn, look at you, playing ahead. I am playing chess while you motherfuckers are playing checkers. Touche. Touche. All right, Um, game of the week. What do you think it is? You know who it is. You know who it is. You know know who it is. It's us, baby. It's us. I really hope we don't. I hope we don't lay an egg like last week's week of the game of the week. Um, Yeah, man, but I mean, you know... uh, you know, not to. I mean, we can't. We're not being homers here, but like, you know, you had a uh, you had the top points last week, and my team's the top of the division. So I think it's only fair to, that this is the game of the week, and um, I think it'll be it should be a good one. You know, I think our our teams are. You know, there there's enough players on both of our teams to be have consistency where a decent number of points should be scored. But you know, it's, we don't know. People are 
blowing up left and right. So uh, we don't know how this one's going to go out. So um, I don't know. My team's not looking great with a bunch of the injuries that occurred. I think there's a lot of players that are getting downgraded. So uh, I'm not feeling too confident going into it. What uh, what what are some of your concerns? Um, you know, I'll let you talk about your team. You know, so tell me what your concerns on your lineup. For um, so my concern number one, uh, DJ Moore, because Cam Newton's not looking like he's gonna play. So we got the backup coming in, and I don't know how well that's okay. gonna be. Cam Newton not playing is a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, he granted, yes. He doesn't look great, but he still threw for over 300 yards last week, and he threw a bunch to DJ Moore. I don't know what this other guy can do, Kyle Allen. I mean, who knows? He might not be able to throw the ball at all. I have no idea. And the Cardinals' pace, I think any team that plays the Cardinals is going to be their numbers, their offensive numbers are going to be inflated. Look at Stafford. Look at, um, I mean, Lamar Jackson. I think because they, they play with so much pace and they can move the ball so quickly. But you're gonna... talking about, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll reference back to the year that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And Brett Huntley went in the game, and nothing could happen, literally nothing. So I don't know what this quarterback capable of. So yeah, I'm I have my my concerns there, um, you know. And my quarterback play, it, it's not great. Um, so it, my quarterbacks have not come through at all, actually. So that's that's a real weakness for me. And if they kind of mosey along with ten or twelve points each. I'm at a disadvantage, especially playing you with Lamar Jackson going against the Chiefs. So Yeah, that's going to be – I was talking about this with a friend of mine here in Madison. They just think that Baltimore is going to try to slow the pace down. And I'm like, this is not your old Baltimore team. This is a – I think Baltimore, They the first couple of games, I don't even think they've shown their whole playbook. I think they're they're going to uh, they're gonna try to make this into a, a, a shootout. And uh, I, I'm just glad I have Lamar <laughs> – that um you do have some pieces though i mean kelsey's gonna go off i'm sure bob bucker will will have plenty of kicks um but that's gonna be a fun game um one piece that i'm worried about uh i, I like you mentioned Devontae adams hasn't done anything and he has another bad matchup um chris harris followed a rob around or alan robinson around last week he kind of shut him down yep the packers uh all are just playing at this snail's pace um, the Titans were one of the slowest um, teams last year with as far as play, total plays, and looks like LaFleur is doing the same thing in Green Bay. So I'm um, a little concerned with Devontae, um, not only this week with the bad matchup, but just overall. Um, and then uh, other concerns I have, um, eh, not too many. I know Jameis Winston hasn't had a great game yet. I think the Giants are the perfect recipe for that. Um, and I, think I, just might, I just picked him up in another league, and I'm playing him, so yeah. I think he might he might try to get Mike Evans going this week, so Godwin probably will come down to earth this week. So that's another little, little concern of mine. Um, but yeah, uh, it should be a good matchup. I, I, if I don't win, I really need to get the victory point. Uh, I, I, I'm already playing from behind. I mentioned to you before we recorded. You know, I don't like being on the outside looking in. So um, if I don't win, I, I need to finish in the top six um, to get that victory point that to keep me. Um, Near the near the playoffs, uh, so to speak. But it would be nice to to take take down. Uh, so far, I play everyone. Everyone in the division. That's the top three guys have played in the playoffs. So let me play. Let me play some Turbin, man. The only uh, other the only other concern I have is just like what Brita's role is going to be. Just because they they constantly want to keep like playing 
all their running backs and there was rumors. I'll tell you that, what he's not. I'll tell you what role he isn't is the goal line back. But he is in between right. the twenties and he can he can yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean if you're depending on as a third running back, I mean, he's good for ten, eleven points consistently, possibly more. So And then carry on they they did you hear they got rid of CJ Anderson, they just cut him? Yeah, and brought in Paul Perkins. Yeah, I, I think that that was just a roster move. I think if they more believe in their their Ty Johnson, their rookie running back, um, can do anything CJ can do. At first, I was like, oh yeah, free carry on, but I think it's going to be more Ty Johnson. Carry on honestly hasn't been that impressive. He had that no, touchdown last week, um, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm not I'm not uh, that wild on him right now either, um, but. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. Uh, I picked up. I'm gonna keep riding. I'm gonna keep riding the Eckler train as long as I can. Yeah, and then I'll just move into the Gordon train. The only thing that if Eckler keeps going up and Gordon comes back, I know they're gonna split. It's time. gonna be a split. But I've seen teams before or in the past do uh, do start both of them because they're they're gonna put up RB one numbers. You know. I mean, you go back get 25 points. Not so much last year, but two years ago when you could have played when you were playing Kamara and Ingram at the same time, they right, both right. were putting up solid numbers. Like, right. But it's possible, that, but I can see the Chargers laying eggs if you do that. So oh, that, when the Saint, when the Saint, the Saints offense is rolling, when that's not. Okay, uh, so that's the matchup of the week. Um, let's. Uh, we're, we're much anticipated special guest. Um, Herb's going to talk about trades, so let's let's bring him in, okay? All right, now you're on. Aaron's on with I don't know. Aaron, you going to talk at all in this segment? I'll chime in from time hey, to time. You know, I got I got I got words. I got things. I got feelings. I'll chime in. All right, Herb. So you want to talk? You want to talk some trades, huh? Um, yeah. Although I didn't do as much research as um I probably should have before. But I was getting a text from a certain other member of the league about it's definitely Costa. another person. It's definitely Costa. No one else talked text you. No, actually, it, it involved Costa, but it was not Costa. Oh, wow. Well, fill us in. It was someone who didn't have Costa's phone number, apparently. He asked me for Costa's number. Oh, so he was just looking to try to make a trade with Costa, huh? Who doesn't have Costa's Yeah, but then he... Uh, our good friend, Big Bass. Oh, oh. Active, active bass, man. Call really him awesome. out. That's fired. That's fired. Yeah. I've, been tra- I've been trying to trade with, with Josh for a while, too, but not uh, been very receptive to my offers. Jared, I got a question for you. Of, of how many trade offers have you put out there, would you say, get denied? Like, like give me, give me a number. large majority. A large majority. So <laughs> let's, say, let's say if you, if you were to send out uh, 100 99 of them would get traded. Like, how many How many do you set out a season? Probably. There's, yeah. I don't, like, if I'm trading for trying I mean, as everyone should, you want to get the advantage in the trade. I mean, it's okay if it's, like, both people benefit. That's, like, in the ideal world, but I find, I feel like that's hard to do normally. Do you ever, um, I don't recall ever making a deal with you. Have we ever made a deal? Yeah, you yeah. did. Oh, yeah, David you did Johnson. make one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you gave yeah, me Edelman like two years ago. Yeah, that's why I, the first, after like the first three weeks, my team was so good. And then I took I took a chance on David Johnson because I thought he'd come back. Yeah, I remember that. God, yeah, I'll never I, remember I, that. I was like shocked that you yeah. offered me that. 
I thought I heard I thought I heard some information that David Johnson was going to come back, and my team was so stacked, and I already had like I was three and zero, and I had most points by like a hundred, and then my season fell. Yeah, right was like did you even make Did you make the playoffs that year? Probably. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. You make it every year, right? Ah, uh, most years. I've had some bad years. I had like a two and eleven year once. That's that was. Ooh, that hurts on the resume. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was. Yeah, I think unfortunately for me. Not that I've been the best player in the league, obviously never winning it, um, but I think my uh, my dismal performance so far this year has overshadowed the fact that I've been, I'd say, decent most years, never yeah, great. Yeah, because for the past decade, you've been in the shitty division playing shitty people. Nothing wrong there with that. Not shitty. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I've gotten to two finals. I actually know only one final since we, uh, since we went to there. Chancing Chumps divisions, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I actually looked at. I've made the playoffs most years. You have, and I have. I have a spreadsheet. I think I've shared it once, twice. But yeah, your, your playoff appearances are up there. Your win total is up there. Uh, your points aren't as much, but um, you're you're. I just I give you shit. You uh, if you're sober, you can draft a good team, and if uh, yeah, I I want to know, Jeff, yeah. what was the draft strategy going into this year? I want to know what you had planned, and how well you executed your plan for your team. Yeah, I would say <laughs> um, it wasn't terribly unexecuted. Um, I obviously... Uh, are you kidding me? Um, placed more, <laughs> I actually placed more, more importance on, uh, on quarterbacks than anyone else in the league, um, in part because I've done two quarterback league with my college friends. In oh, the we're, past, we're, and we're very aware about your history of two quarterback leagues. And you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're and, the, top, the top quarterbacks <laughs> have gone for, for in the forties and fifties. And even like average quarterbacks go in the twenties and thirties and people place a lot of importance on it. And I also use the ESPN insider, like customized auction value suge- uh, suggestions as well. And they valued it much more consistently with how um, the other league I'm in um, values quarterbacks versus our league. But well, I, I think you I learned guess. a valuable lesson that each league is it, the market is set by the league. It's not what you read in right. a magazine or find on the internet or what is in your other league. Um, it kind of goes as yeah. your league goes, and uh, you got bit pretty bad by it. Well, but, I mean, um, if, in, in all fairness, without you know, you know, I mean, you did draft the top receiver in Mike Evans. It just you know. It hasn't. It has. He but hasn't was, hit yet. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I, think, I had him and OJ Howard last year too, and saw how bad they were with Jameis for the most part. That was, that was pretty dumb. I was in my drunken stupor state, whatever. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgotten that I had those two guys. Um, I did why I did like Damian Williams. Um, and obviously, uh, McCoy wasn't on the team yet when we had the draft, so he. I think he would have had more potential, and I, I wanted someone on the Chiefs' offense, given they're probably the best offense in the league. So, but I'm paying. I think I paid low, like around thirty-two dollars for him. That was a bit of an overpay, um, as well. And then I have had not that it mattered a whole lot, but I have had quite a few few injuries already. Um, one obviously Roethlisberger, even though I haven't played. Maybe I could play. No, I don't think I played in week one. He's around my bench with Darius Geist. Not that he would have contributed a whole lot, but he's been out. No, but that showed flashes yeah. in the preseason. I mean, that was a that's a that was a, a he a was a, a first or second round pick, I believe, too, by the Redskins. So I think it was first round pick. 
Mm-hmm. So, considering how not sober I was at the draft, I don't think I drafted terribly. But yeah, my running back situation is definitely worst in the league. You drafted terribly. You just have to admit it. You, you did. Okay, Aaron. Whatever you say, KJK. <laughs> Dude, you hit the A plus last week. I don't think. Oh yeah, that was horrible. Like, yeah, that's like the lowest point total, and we added a, a player this year. Like that's lower than anyone scored last year. Yeah. There's no. I mean, we saw Matt, Matt Trader. Matt Trader didn't do me any favors with like negative one point. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's um. Yeah, it was pretty awful. I'm on. I mean, what's the over-under on my victory points this year, do you guys think? <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, man. Ooh, let me think. Oh. Jared, do you think you're going to win a game? Do you think you're going to go 0-13? No, oh, no. I don't, I don't, I'll definitely go 0-13. Uh, there's, there's so much variance from one week to the next. I, so far, the one consistent thing in this league has been your shitty team. You were <laughs> you were you were like point five points of the, the away from being the lowest points week one, and you were by far the lowest points in week two. Yeah, so it's a, it's a small sample size so far. <laughs> That's a fair point, and as we were talking earlier, it is early in the season. Things can change, and Jared is one of the more active people on the waiver wire. So if anyone can bring their team back, you know, Jared is does yeah. have the potential to do got, it. Potential trades in the works. I haven't had a ton of interest in my players given the last year on say, my roster, I, but I do have a couple guys that are bad people up that would definitely help other people's teams. That's true. Matt, I mean, was just just Deshaun Watson, right? Well, yeah, he's the most. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers obviously hasn't performed that well so far, but still has the potential to be a top five. Five to seven-ish quarterback, I'd say. Yeah, I don't think you're going to um, get what you want from him. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. going to get the value that yeah, – I mean, there's no trade you can do with Rodgers or Mike Evans that's going to get you to return what you want, unfortunately. I, I think the only one that's got yeah. any type of value is Watson. I mean, maybe, yeah, you, try, maybe you could try selling Watson. Emmanuel Sanders right now, but, like, you and that no one yeah. gets you that much of Right. Yeah, like I was talking to Josh about, obviously – when I first make an offer, I try to go for the team's best player, but he wasn't very interested in even listening to offers for McCaffrey. And then I was considering <laughs> uh, talking about offers for uh, for Chris Carson, um, but didn't feel like I wanted to trade Deshaun Watson for Chris Carson even. Um, <laughs> this is the trade talk that's going on. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, Aaron? I think this is a trade talk that's going on. You're trying to trade something on your team for Christian McCaffrey. Like that's even a that yeah. even crosses your mind. Yeah, actually, are you still drunk? Um, Jesus, no, no one's going to do that trade. No, a couple. You never know. A couple of weeks ago, actually, I think it was yeah, even before McCoy signed with Kansas City, Jeff was listening to offers for for Barkley, um, and I was offering him. I think it was Rogers, Damian Williams. Or he wanted Rogers, Damian Williams, and Mike Evans for McCa- for uh, for Barkley, and I kind of hesitated. And then, obviously, looking back, I, sh- I should have definitely made that deal. But um, but that's you definitely willing to listen, yeah. But that's dude, your that's, team would still your, your team would still be so uh, you can't you yeah, can't, but turn, I could you can't turn trade nothing into something. Barkley, I could potentially trade Barkley back for more than I 
uh, gave away to get him. Um, but uh, yeah, either way, yeah, I just don't have a whole lot of assets. What would help me would be if, yeah, if, if like it's time miracle to get hurt. Considering how Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown, I mean that was a good pickup. Malcolm Brown, he played pretty well week one. Didn't do a whole lot last week, but. Yeah, I would assume it seems like the Rams are probably trying to manage Gurley's workload for most of the regular season, I would think. Yeah, but he's not – Malcolm Brown's not going to be like, you know, a 25-carry, 100-yard producer. He's in the timeshare. Probably, yeah. It's not um, probably. He is. Until someone well, changes, unless Gurley gets hurt. Unless well, yeah, exactly. But so you're the, you're the guy that's like hoping someone gets hurt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least he's honest. Personally, I don't want to see any individual person or any player get hurt, obviously, but to benefit my team, yeah. So, um, do you have any? Do you have any keeper uh, value? Sure. Any anyone that's got good keeper value that you could trade? The guy that I did actually, I just dropped was Roethlisberger. <laughs> um, but I don't. Given how um, little, I guess our our league tends to value quarterback. I don't even think anyone would be interested in. I mean, someone that may be worth picking him up just to see, but no one's probably going to keep him, I think, for whatever, maybe like mid-teens next year, coming off the elbow injury. Other than that, yeah, no, I don't really have uh, any any keepers right now either. So, kind of so, like they said. so you, you have no assets, but you're trying to make trades exactly. and get as much assets as you can. Good yeah, luck. I mean, I've got a couple. Deshaun Watson and Mike Evans, you never know. Hey man, yeah. I, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I would at some point when you know your season's over, I would make a trade for the best keeper and just start over the next year. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I, I. That's what I did like in my fantasy baseball league this year too. I. Um, okay, nobody cares. So let's talk about. I, uh, I will right. say. Nobody I will cares. say. No one cares. I I admire your chutzpah for trying to go after top players and top teams. I'm surprised they even respond to those ridiculous, like offers because if you try to offer me a trade for one of my best players, I probably would just ignore it because that's just absurd. But anyway. Well, I've had some success trading with, with Jeff in the past. You, I think Jeff smartened up a little bit over many years of experience and getting the <laughs> short end of several deals. But yeah, he's, he, he's, he, yeah, he's gotten a, a bit smarter, I think, with trade offers in recent years. So I know that you and Costa talk daily. What what are those conversations like now that his team is trying to be as shitty as yours? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a big competition. He has not been very happy, and he's he's mentioned to me several times how he's upset because he he's had way too much exposure. He's taken out of the Saints because Breeze got hurt. He's got Kamara in our league, and I think he has Michael Thomas in another league. Oh, and he also has Jared Cook in our league, and he was saying I think he may have even taken Kamara in one of his other leagues as well, and saying, yeah, I should have drafted Ezekiel Elliott instead of Kamara. Um, yeah, he, is, he, he hasn't been very happy about that. Oh, poor Costa. Cheer up, buddy. One I think, yeah. Hey, Costa, if you're, if you're listening, I don't even know if he knows how to listen to podcasts. He might, he might just get the rundown <laughs> from you. But if you're listening, Costa, I think, I think Kamara is still going to still gonna hold some value. I, th- I, think he's, I think he is that talented of a player that they're going to – Sean Payton will, will get the ball in his hands. Um, he's not going to have the high ceiling, but I think he's still going to be able to get you 20 points every week and stuff like Why that. Why don't we print a transcript and send it to him through the mail so that you can get the transcripts of what we're talking about today? Uh, do you think That's he can get a Texas fan to read that much? 
Yeah, it's no, I love you, Costa. I'm just kidding. Does he listen to these, uh, Jared? I think some of them. I don't know if he listens to all of them. Is that part of your, that part of your weekly conversation? Them. Not really. Um, we talk we a lot of DraftKings, too, actually, because we, yeah. we do DraftKings every day against each other in, for in all, all of the major sports. When was the last time you guys kissed? <laughs> oh, it's been quite a while. <laughs> I know Joey would like to see it, though, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Joey it. listens to these. And now we we have like twenty listeners a week, and I'm I'm starting to figure out some of the guys in the league don't listen to it. So we got some random people listening. So I'm not glad to talk Since about it. Why would you? I have a brilliant idea. Since you guys talk to each other every day, and you guys play bets every day, why don't you guys live together? <laughs> the big move. I don't have much interest. I think uh, hey, wait, wait, the Greenwood could offer him a lot more in their in their guest section than I could. In Lamette? Um, yeah. I, obviously, has, you would, has that come would, up? Jared, he's, you're not dating him. He's not moving into your place. You would get a new place with two bedrooms. Jeez. <laughs> Aaron, I am not interested in doing that. All right. Has, All right. That come up, has that come up in conversation with you guys? Not even close. I have. I do frequently try to follow up with him and ask him about if he's made any progress with the big move, but he generally tries to change the topic pretty quickly. So, I've also been asking about trying to get more info about uh, his brother's upcoming wedding. Um, we probably can get more information Nate. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I would not be interested in going to a Greek wedding. See what it's like. Anyway. All right, so this is going to be our segment, our new segment. What's going on in Turb's dating life? Go. So I actually had a couple new developments recently. Ooh, new developments. Prior, prior to, nothing too exciting, but prior to about a week ago, things have been pretty quiet for most of the summer. The one thing earlier this summer was I went to, uh, or I went out with a girl a few times who was an attorney, worked for, I think, Kirkland and Ellis, one of the bigger firms downtown, and her um, her firm had seats in the like Makers Mark Club, so I got to go to a Cubs game with her for that, um, which is nice. I think I vaguely remember. My that. favorite part is, oh yeah, the the padded seats are a very nice upgrade versus the hard plastic regular seats at Wrigley. Um, it's much more comfortable, and then obviously in addition to the um, Neil Neil would know all about an open bar. Yes, he would. <laughs> Has Neil been discussed at all in the pod before, or is that his first mention? I might have. Uh, I, that's I think I mentioned him. That's the first mention. Jared, I like how you're so, talking about your your new developments, but you haven't talked anything about the girl. It's just yeah, about, he's talking about the seat. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> you're girl, just, you're, actually, you're describing the fucking seat you sat on. There's no mention of right. the but girl, the personality, or anything. We went to a concert and, uh, like a week later, and yeah, I don't know. There just wasn't a whole lot of connection. She was a little... A little boring, I thought. So I Man, imagine what she her you. anymore. But oh, coming from, I'm coming, coming from the guy who described oh. the seats he was sitting at the Cubs game, so they were very comfortable. Oh, um, it was a pleasant to But more recently, I had a first date with a girl who I got fixed up with through a family friend, um, a Jewish girl from Buffalo Grove, and I went really well. I had a good time. Uh, we're gonna go out again next week because you couldn't find – I'm going out of town actually tomorrow for the weekend, and we couldn't find a date out. 
worse than both of us. So, um, but she was really fun to hang out with. We had, we had a good time. Um, and yeah, I'll be seeing her again next week. Awesome. Well, that, there it is. We'll, uh, we'll get an update next time. Uh, and how that, how that, how that goes. I'm excited to see what seats you guys sit on, actually. I hope they're padded. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> can we can yeah. we get her name? Can we get her name? No, not yet. Maybe not yet. yet. Okay, well, that, well how about, that, how about when, when you give us her name, that occupation? I think she's a marketing director. Ooh. So. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard good buddy Jeff might know her just given all of his uh, connections on LinkedIn and in and around the Chicago professional scene. Uh, you, think you, think, you think Jeff's pretty junk right now? Yeah, he's always posting pictures about his alcohol collection. At home. Should, we, should we give him a call and see if he's uh, down to talk? A little sponsor yeah, action? Idea. Sponsor action. Sure. Yeah, hold on a second. Why are you laughing so hard? <laughs> I thought last week was the longest podcast ever. This is the longest I don't know how to do this. I think he hung up. Hello? You guys there? No? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. We tried Costa. I told, I told Costa we might be giving him a call at some point tonight. Nope. You there? Hello? I'm here. All right, cool. Yeah, he didn't answer. Yeah, I'm here. All right. I, I, anything else? I have, one last que- I have one last oh. question for Jeff, but or Jared. But well, I'll save it till well done. We gotta do the Thursday night game. Oh yeah, we I skipped that, huh? Sure. Yeah. No, we yeah. let's let's recap our hot takes. I think we both we both went pretty good. I think yours can't hand out better than mine, but I think they were both pretty good hot takes from last game. Uh, my hot take was that he was gonna get the end zone. He did have a good game, but it was I, I, my, I, I, I mean, was, he was gonna have one catch for six yards in the end zone. That's that, if if he would have done that, I would have been more celebrating it. But yes, he did have a good game. Yeah, mine, mine was that Daniel was going to get a 48-yard touchdown, and he, he did have a 40-something yard catch, though. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Much better than week one when Costa and I uh, <laughs> zero catches combined one target. <laughs> yeah. So. Taylor, I, I would Taylor Gabriel in based on your advice, Brian, in drafting because my captain in the showdown lineup in Nice. Didn't didn't pay off for me. Ooh. Uh, I think it was because the season hasn't started yet. Now I got some... I got some uh, some stuff to go off of here. Um, but this is going to be a, another ugly uh, ugly battle. It sure is. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Turb, you can uh, – our guest, you can go first. Hot take. Hot take. I think it's a game Gardner Minshew 
uh, blows up and really makes a name for himself. He's got a lot of potential. Dude, that guy is yeah. fucking awesome. You see him come off that plane, and then uh, I heard a tweet that he stretches in only a jock strap in his in the locker room. And do you know do you know what his completion percentage was last week? He was twenty two for thirty three. Week one. Jeez. Last week, twenty two for thirty three. You know what percentage that is? Sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine. This guy is like, <laughs> this guy is awesome. I'm and Coach would pick him up. He could end up being a top 10 keeper. Never know. Only no, realize, Turbin. No, because he's going to be, he cost him $10 and he's not the. Just like we did spend No, a, a keeper that you pick up off the waivers is only worth $10. Anyway, I'll look. My hot take um, I think this, I think Jacksonville, I going with the same thing, I think Jacksonville gets get going here. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is really that good. Their defense is a little tough, but going against Jacksonville's defense, they're not going to do much. I think Leonard Fournette finally has a Leonard Fournette type of game that we've Ooh, we used to seeing from two years. Yeah. So I'm going to go on a I'm going to say uh, 72 yards and two touchdowns for Leonard Fournette. Not one. Six. Not one, but two. So you two. guys are already yep. butting heads. Yep. He's got Gardner Minshew going off, and you've got them running the ball. Well, I don't I'm think gonna Tennessee take... is going to do anything, so. I'm going to take – this game is going to be awful to watch, but that's not my hot take. I'm going to take the first-round draft pick for the Titans last year. Corey Davis has himself a game. He gets in the end zone and almost breaks 100 yards. I'd say 96 yards and a touchdown for him. That's hot. Yeah, that's the over-unders, thir- 39. and I haven't seen a over-under below 40 yet this season. I don't think. I think the tight. I think the Titans' defense is, is better than the Jaguars' defense. Uh, I think they're 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 especially now with the drama going on with Jalen Ramsey and coaching. I think they're they might be losing. Um, he might be losing the team, and I think Titans are pretty well coached. And I think that, um, I think that the Titans are going to punch him in the mouth. You know, they're going to win that game too. But what about – can we talk about Survivor for a second? Yeah, yeah, that's another thing we could talk about. Let's keep this going. Is it worth – is it worth going with New England or Dallas, or is it better to just save them in, given that there's other decent favorites this week as well, like Minnesota, Green Bay, even Buffalo, the KC? They're I'm, six I'm and a half point favorite. I'm probably going to take the Cowboys. I don't. I don't want to stress about it. I want to get to week five. I don't think I've ever gone to week five, so I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> I've, uh, Jim, I've taken, I've taken that approach. I've taken that approach in the past. Where like, oh, let me save these teams for the end. Anytime you try to save a team, you don't make it that far. That's my. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm Somehow, on that the too. very first year I did Survivor, I made it to like week thirteen. I was like, oh, this really isn't that difficult. And that was like seven years ago. I don't think I've made it past like week four since then. Because now you start thinking about it more. And then you start trying to like, yeah. figure out like, oh, who am I going to take this week? But the thing is, it's, you've, I think you really need to look at it a week-by-week thing because so much can change. Like the Saints went from being a team that you could rely on to a team that you're never going to pick now. Mm-hmm. So I think – uh, do, you, do you run Nikki's team too? Of course not. No, no, just – do you talk to her about it at all? Yeah, a little bit. I'll give her some advice, but, but no, it's her decision. That's good. 
Just curious. I got some Josh Bassinger's friends are pulling some shit. He's got like two. He like right before the season started, he's like, I got four people that want it, and he gave me like four emails, and they were like kind of the same. One was a work, one was like a Gmail. I'm like, dude, it's one extra person. <laughs> And now, like, I, you go on the website, there's a guy that's got two names on them. Like, dude, like, I specifically said one per person. Like, oh, the, guy, the guy's in Mexico. I'll, I'll get back to him this week. So, Josh, if you listen to this shit, clear <laughs> that up. I will send him back his $20. But if I find out, like, if, if he wins, like, and he claims that that's his dad thing, I'm sending his dad money. I'm not sending him money. So, no, uh, maybe I'll just keep it for myself. Josh, fix your Shady. That sounds shady. Yeah, it got bad. Because year, in the years past, like, People started using like their babies' names, and like, and then one person like made up a name and gave me an email. I'm like, no, this is that stop. So, yeah, That's one entry per person. My God, mm-hmm. I didn't even think to try to use like my significant other's name to do this. Well, I mean, I use Amy's, and I tell her what to take. But she told me this week that she wanted the Patriots, and I told her she couldn't because I wanted to take Baltimore. And I took Baltimore, so she didn't take Baltimore. So we're working together as a team. Not gonna lie. But, you know, ultimately, she's got her own, her own team. It's around third. All right, Turb, here's your last question. Tell us about your silver yeah. team. 